A full month has passed since October 7. 240 Yidin were taken hostage by the most barbaric people ever since the creation of man on earth. The horror that they inflicted on October 7 is beyond description. They've been working over a month, Zaka, just to clean up the blood that refuses to clean itself as it's crying out from the depth of the ground. <coughs> the murder rampage in itself an, unforgiv an unforgivable crime. It didn't take 10 minutes for the world to turn against the Eden, because this is the nature of the world when these horrors unfold. Where are the 240 hostages? The story is as follows. Approximately 60 hostages are held by Hamas. Approximately 40 hostages are held by the Islamic Jihad. Where are the other 140 hostages? The answer is, and this is a horrific thing to hear, when they breached the fence on October 7, thousands of civilian Palestinians, civilians, innocent civilians crossed into Eretzisul and they grabbed the Yid and dragged him back to Gaza to keep him in his backyard, to keep him in his cellar, like his own little pet that he can torture. So these 140 hostages are not even held by officially designated terror groups but simple, despicable, human, so-called civilians are holding Eden spread out amongst Gaza. The world has marched against Israel. The world has spoken. In a college campus in California, a professor killed the Yid. In France, a Yid was stabbed. Mysteriously in Denver, the president of a shul was murdered under unknown circumstances. The world has spoken, anti-Semitism has risen more than 1300%. And they're afraid to say it, so they have to also say Islamic phobia. They're afraid to say the truth that a Yid is afraid to walk in the street while no one else is afraid. Yidin are beaten, the houses are covered in red paint. Swastikas, Stars of David. We don't need the world to stand by us because we don't trust the world. The world has watched our people being butchered for more than 2,000 years. Pogroms in every single country. In Syria and in London, in France and in Spain. If you just... I like art. Art is a very beautiful thing. You take a globe and ask yourself a question. If you had to draw an image of Jews in Spain, what would the image be? The auto de fe. 
if you had to paint an image of Jews in England, what would it be? It would be the Balatoisus being burnt alive in Clifford Castle. If you had to draw an image of Yidin Natsisruel, you would have the Babylonians, you would have the Romans, you would have the Assyrians, you would have the Brits, you would have the Ottomans, and you would have the disgusting, despicable enemies who murdered Jewish people long before there was a Yiddish country. In 1920, they came in and just butchered 60 boys in Yeshiva's Chevron. If you had to draw an image of Yidin and Iran, we all remember those 13 innocent people who were accused for being spies. Jewish art. There's a famous picture, a painting of two Yidin running away from a pogrom holding a Sefer All the fear and all the agony in the eyes. So Rematis may ask me, what's the point of the conversation today? I'll tell you what the point of the conversation today is. Yidin will survive. Elekim al-dumi we don't have to worry. Eden will survive. There will be Eden in the world until the end of time. But remember this. When the Goy turns against the Yid, when the nations of the world think that Jewish blood is cheap, in the end of the day, they will pay a price larger than we will pay. Because when the world loses its moral compass, in the end the world suffers. The Holocaust, six million, six million Yidin killed. But do you know what else happened? Millions and millions and millions and millions of Germans, French, Brits, and Europeans died as well. They turned a blind eye when they marched us to the gas chambers. It didn't take long for them to feel the pain. Because when the world goes crazy, everyone pays the price. And the Yid is the simple barometer. We stand here as a testimony to where the world's moral compass is. And when the world is quiet, when Jews are butchered, you can rest assured that many other people will be butchered along. When the world is worried about how much detergent or how much um, paper towels there's in Gaza, while 240 Yidin are held hostage, then you know that the world has lost its moral compass. A simple statement would be as follows. Gaza will be completely blocked off until every last Yid is released. And until then, not a drop of water, not a drop of fuel, no pampers, no baby wipes, no bread, no grain, nothing. 240 Yidin are held in dark bunkers. How dare you worry about this kind of aid and that kind of aid. Send us back our people. Do you remember the riots that went on in America when they police violence? The police kill one person and the whole country is going crazy. 1,400 Yidin were killed in the most vicious, horrible way. sliced alive. They baked babies in ovens. But the people are not rioting against the perpetrators, they're rioting against the victims. 
So now we've known that the world has lost its way. And when the world has lost its way, rest assured that there will be millions and millions and millions of dead non-Jews. Because that's what happened, what Hitler did. Hitler killed not only Eden. He started with the Eden. But when Hitler was done, the carnage was all over Europe. And you know what's fascinating about Germany? Not only all over Europe was the carnage, but Germany itself was full of carnage. It was a country that was destroyed inside and outside. And I have news for you. Till today, every German walks around knowing that his grandfather was a murderer. Every German walks around knowing that his grandmother was a murderer. Not a murderer, a disgusting, despicable baby killer. And every Gaza boy knows that his father and his mother is a murderer. Either and participated in October 7 or gave out candies while mothers were being slaughtered alive. While little babies had their heads cut off. They will... As much as they believe that they don't feel guilty, Arnold Schwarzenegger says it well, his father was a Nazi. And the fact of the matter is that humans, after all, are all created. And for a child to grow up knowing that his father and mother are child killers, that his father and mother are baby head slicers, is not something that any human child feels proud of. I have nothing to add to this conversation. We're going straight into the Pasha because the Pasha will once again expose the ugliness, the disgust, and in Pasha's told us we'll see something else. The disgust often comes by people in beautiful iron shirts. The Rafaim, I constantly say this: it's not only the Gazaniks with the bandanas on their head; it's the United Nations with the fancy ties and the three-piece suits, who smoke only Cuban cigars, eat only filet mignon, eat only um, the Michelin star meals. They, 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 they are they're true Jew haters. Now, look what happened here. Isov comes home, and Isov is hungry. Isov asks Yankiv that he wants to have a little bit of red soup, red pottage, whatever it was. Isov even described how he wants to eat it. There isn't a single piece of Jewish art anywhere where you see a Yid biting into a piece of anything. A Yid schnatz a kleine Stickle mit a Guppel in a Messe and likes it on the mall, es mit a Ziegemachte mall. This is the Yiddish way of eating. Isov described this so very simple. He's going to lay down on his glider and he's going to open his mouth in Yankiv, so Larangisen, you should pour it in with a jug. The next day, build the red matters. Now, let's go into Pusik Lamed Aleph. Vayoyme Yankov, Michu Chayoyim Es Bechayros Chuli. Yankov tells Isov, I want you to sell me the Bechayra. You want food? I want the Bechayra. 81, page 81. Pusik Lamed Vais. Vayoyme Isov. So Isov says that he's going to die, and what value does the Bechayre have to him? At this point, it seems like Yankiv 
got the better end of the deal. Because he caught Aesov in a moment when Aesov is starving, and he made the deal with him, you give me the Bechayre, and I'll give you the soup. Aesov said, I have no value to the Bechayre, because I'm going to die. He gave him bread, he gave him lentil soup. He ate, and famously he didn't make a brugge. And he drank, and he didn't have gratitude to the boy for the food and the drink that he had. And he got up, he left the house. And he shamed the Bechayre. There's a Machloikas Rishonim, what the Bechayre here entails. In Rasha's interpretation, was Yedi Yid Lent Achimish Rasha, the Bechayre is the Avoide in the Baisa Mikdash. Because the Avoide was supposed to be done with the Bechayre, Yankiv wanted to have the Avoide while Aisov didn't want it. In the interpretation of the other Rishonim, such as the Rashbam and the Even Ezra, it was a simple battle for the title, for the premiership, for the Pishnayim. Was the Bechoba Kimt Alamul Pishnayim, and of them up was a Remember Reb Matas, remember Reb Newman, was in some Nacht Narim Gret, that Yitzchak was extremely poor. As the Even Ezra points out, that Yitzchak didn't have enough money for food. He needed Aisov to go out hunting for him. Vayev Yitzchok as Aisov ki tzayid v'viv. Words. Yes. Adgun nishkahat ka'esen. Blitig urem. At this point, is Aisov gesetz and Aisov was thinking, what value does Pishnaim have to me? Man tati gat shtab met a million dollar chayvus, was habich from Pishnayim. Remember that we said yesterday, and we saw it, that Aesop couldn't see one day into the future. You remember we discussed the distinction between the hunter-gatherer and the shepherd. The pastache, the shepherd, etracht fin tra yuarim. The pastor and the shepherd, he raises the sheep. I get to see S and Y, the stoga. Abed and Abed and Abed. Drafia, you are später. Three, four years later, he can harvest the results. The hunter, the hunter is, lives in the now. What he can get now, he can get. Whatever he can't get now, it's irrelevant in the morning. In Aesop's opinion, if the tata's urim, the tata not nishka gilt, we still met a starben urim. In Aisel's opinion, the Bechoyre that might come after his father died, so when his father is now penniless, is Ved Vifil. Is Ved Gornisht. Aisel sold something which in his eyes was worth nothing. Pinkta so wie Ephraim, letzte Woche, gemeint das Eid ausgenannt hat, warum? Gedenkst du Ibn Kaspi? Ephraim walked around laughing, thinking that he fooled Avruam. While in reality, Avru and Bur Hashem received the Urasamach Paila, the very first piece of land that Yidin ever owned in Eretz Yisrael, which they've owned. Is in Devochtige Pasha, can you understand, Aisa would gelacht. Yankiv? He gave me a plate of soup. What did he get in return? Nothing. Nothing. To Pardon. prove that this is the Mahalach is as I push it from the last Pusik. If Aisa only did it out of desperation, why did he walk out? 
Why, when he finished the plate of soup, didn't he turn around to Yankov and tell Yankov, by the way, I don't think this was fair. He doesn't do that. Pusik steit klue, vayokom, vayaylech. He finishes eating the plate of soup, gegangen. Gennet dich bagam, wird agan zu usit. Aisov doesn't know what it means to invest today to reap the benefit tomorrow. Vayivez Aisov es abchoyre, he walked out, because he felt the thing he sold was worth nothing. According to Rasha, the verkauf the avoid the spice of mikdash is in zichigunish vid. According to the Avon Ezra, the Rashbam, the Ralbag, and all the Rishonim that he sold Pishnayim, he sold Pishnayim from a father that had nothing. So Isaac walks out laughing at Yankov, stupid Yankov, put a Bechoyre which is worth zero for a plate of soup that's worth five dollars. If somebody exchanges five dollars for zero, he's stupid. <laughs> so Isov was laughing all the way to the bank. Isov was laughing. Now something shocking happens. What happens now? Yitzchok. The panusa gets chadrai. Kick around on page eighty-three. Pushy advice. Vayizra Yitzchok be'eretzahi, Yitzchok plants in that land. Vayimtze bashuna hi, in plitzling the anayue, vaktaros was at angeflanced, mayishurem a hundred times more than usual. Vayavachai Hashem in an aregeveta gevir. So now Yitzchok has suddenly flipped again. What happened from the Urim and Yitzchak, who didn't have enough money to buy food, he needed ice of to hunt, is plötzlich geworden a größe Gewehr. Vayigdaluish, vayaylech, huloich vegudoil, ad ki gudl ma'oid. Vayihiloi miknetzoin, imiknai buka, vavide rabbi, he became so wealthy that vayikani oisoi plishtim. Oh, to santa zach. Jure lange, the blitzig Urim, he doesn't have any money. Aisov sells the Bechoyre, at that point the Bechoyre is taken, not worth even a plate of soup. Yankiv's belief as a shepherd, invest today and reap the benefits tomorrow, has paid off. How did it pay off? Well, you can't Bechoyre, how much is the Bechoyre worth? And now the Bechoyre is worth a tremendous fortune of money. So what Mzaitu and Deb Sikim is the Nikida, that Yankov understood the principle of buy cheap and sell high. This is Yankov's principle that you kauf the Bechoyre when the Tate given over a man, believing in the Rebbeinish Loilam. This is a man who has a man can die with the Ibedrai Mogen. It takes a tremendous amount of a minute, a tremendous amount of Betuchen to believe that even if my father cannot pay the bills, even if my father cannot keep the electric on, even if my father cannot afford the water, in one of the shirim was there sits, he do two in galat. One of them said, the father gave me a postman. Postman? Postman. Postman. Deliver the letter from one box to the other. That's all. Probably for like, probably for two shekel an hour. 
the Eibishtad geholfen, eh? He can own the entire Israeli postal system, and that would just be one part of his portfolio. Who literally had gewoint in Borough Park, he couldn't pay the rent, I gave him a tenant by Yid, and the Yid put him in the street. He came on one day from Shul. His wife, his kids, his belongings, everything was on the sidewalk.